Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, you're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of who? The rich and the super-duper successful. Why? So we can become the rich and the super-duper successful. Here's the thing. There's just techniques, right? Once you learn these techniques and you apply them in your life, then there is absolutely nothing that you cannot have. The only difference between the majority of people and the people that are super rich and that have all the things that they want in life or most of the things that they want in life is just some techniques, some strategies. And if you learn those same techniques and strategies and apply them consistently in your life, you will be able to have those things as well. All right. So the quote that we're going to start today's show with is once you replace negative thoughts with positive ones, you'll start having positive results. And that's from the great country singer, Willie Nelson. The title of today's show is called Getting Rid of Ants. And ants is an acronym for automatic negative thoughts, all right? I want to thank everyone for listening. want to remind you, if you ever want to go back and re-listen, you can go to my website, www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. If we're not friends on Facebook, my name on Facebook is Mark Starr, that's M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R, or do a search for The Real Mark Starr. On Instagram, it's at Coach Mark Speaks. Make sure you connect with me on Facebook and Instagram because I put daily motivational videos out on those platforms, all right? And you can watch my videos every single day, all right? We also have a Facebook group called Power in a Half Hour. So if you're not a part of that group and you'd like to be alerted when I do my weekly videos, make sure you sign up for that group as well, all right? I have a daily message service and to get those messages for all my listeners in the United States, if you want to get those messages every single morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, all you have to do is text the letters BBD to 411247. That's text the letters BBD as in boy, boy, dog to 411247. All right. Uh, I love to hear your guys' comments, questions, and suggestions. So if you want to email me, you can email me at CoachMarkSpeaks, that's C-O-A-C-H-M-A-R-K-S-P-E-A-K-S, at gmail.com. And the last announcement, the last announcement, if you have not had an opportunity to download my book, you can download it for free at www.repeataftermebook.com. Book.com. That's www.repeataftermebook.com. All right. We have an absolutely wonderful show for you today. So let's go ahead and get started. Profile number one Dave Packard and Bill Hewlett. Now, Bill and Dave first met 
in the early 1930s while they were both studying radio engineering at Stanford University in Palo Alto, California. The two men became friends fast before they both received their degrees. Now, after they graduated, Bill went to graduate school while Dave took a job at General Electric. In 1939, Bill returned back to California and the two men renewed their friendship. Encouraged by one of their professors at Stanford University, the two engineers raised $538 in startup capital and they set up shop in a one-car garage behind Dave's home in Palo Alto. Now, Dave and Bill would flip a coin to decide the company's name in which Bill won and with this Hewlett Packard or HP was born. Now, one of HP's first customers was Walt Disney Productions as they bought eight audio oscillators called the HP-200A. Now, during World War II, HP expanded rapidly to meet the needs of various defense projects. What began as a few orders turned into a stream and then a flood. By 1943, this company that started with a $538 investment now had sales of $1 million a year. HP has grown and expanded tremendously over the years. Now, this company now develops and provides a wide variety of hardware components as well as software and related services to consumers, small and medium-sized businesses, and large enterprises, including customers in the government, health, and education fields. Now, as of 2015, HP had over 315,000 employees with revenues of 138.8, not million, but billion dollars. And the company is worth well over $100 billion. Now, this is from a company that started with an initial investment of $538. $538. And now they're doing sales of over $138.8 billion in a year, employing over 315,000 employees. And they started all of this out of a garage. Now, this garage in Palo Alto, California, would be the birthplace of Silicon Valley. Now, this is a great example that it doesn't have to take a lot of money or resources to start a business, regardless of what we may want to believe or what others may tell us. HP is not the only business that started with very humble beginnings. There are five other companies that are worth over $100 billion that started from very humble beginnings. Number one. Amazon.com, which was created in 1994 as an online bookstore by Jeff Bezos, originally started out of his garage in Washington. Jeff originally invested close to $40,000 to enable him to order, sell, and deliver books to 48 different countries. He didn't sell his first book until July of 1995, a year later. Took him a year to sell one book. But he has built Amazon into the biggest retailer in the world in market value with a valuation of $385 billion. Started out of his garage, selling books. Now look at Amazon, biggest retailer in the world. And let me tell you something, they're not stopping at just being the biggest retailer in the world. They're trying to put people in space. They got spaceships. Amazon has all kinds of things going on that most people do not even know of. Number two, 
Walt and Roy Disney created their first film in their uncle's garage in 1923. Now, along their journey, Disney faced a lot of hardships and was only accepted by investors after enduring plenty of struggle. All that hard work and struggle paid off as Disney is one of the most popular and highest earning media houses and franchises in the world. And it's the leading name in producing cartoons, children's movies and animated films. The Walt Disney Company is currently worth one hundred and sixty nine billion dollars. Once again, the two brothers started the company out of their uncle's garage. Number three, in a small garage in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Bill Gates and Paul Allen founded the largest software company in the world. After its first year, Microsoft had sales in the amount of $16,000. That's it. In 2016, Microsoft had sales of $85 billion, as well as 114,000 employees. Microsoft is also worth over $400 billion. You guys seeing a trend here? Because these are the biggest companies in the world. These are the biggest companies in the world, and all of them started with nothing. So your little idea that you have in your head that you're thinking, you know what? This is just a little idea. It probably won't amount to much. You never know where your idea can take you. Number four, after Larry Page and Sergey Brin graduated from Stanford University, they rented a garage from a friend in September of 1998. Now, I don't know if these guys had to start in a garage, but the way things are looking, when you look back at history, I don't think I want to start my business anywhere other than the garage because it just seems like the garage brings all the great luck in the world. Now, they worked day and night for months and developed what is now known as Google. Their main goal while creating the website was to organize and maintain all kinds of info on a single platform accessible to people all over the world. Today, Google is the most used search engine in the world and has also launched many, many other businesses as well with revenues of over 80 billion dollars a year and a valuation of 560 billion dollars google is the second most valuable company in the world it's easy for us to say you know what well hp started years ago disney started years ago google only started less than 20 years ago 19 years ago 1998 they started out of a garage now they're the second most valuable company in the world and trust me they're doing a lot more than search engines they're sending people to mars to other planets doing all kinds of crazy stuff started with one idea and look at all the things that google is doing right now and number five the most valuable company in the world was started in 1976 by Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, and Ronald Wayne in the garage of Steve Jobs' parents' home. They didn't even have their own home. They had to start it in their parents' garage. Now, the company that these three men started is now the world's largest information technology company by revenue and the world's largest technology company by total assets, as well as the world's second largest mobile phone manufacturer and keep this in mind they just started manufacturing mobile phones less than 10 years ago or just about 10 years ago 
They haven't been manufacturing phones for a long time, and now they're the second largest manufacturer in the world. The company that was started by these three men now has over 120,000 employees and 478 retail stores in 17 countries as of March 2016. Now, with revenues of over $200 billion a year, it's no wonder why Apple is the most valuable company in the world with a valuation of over $630 billion. Now, these six examples in which we all have heard of before is a great example and reminder to never let a lack of resources or a fancy place of business ever stop us from starting up what could possibly become the next $100 billion business idea. So that idea that's floating around in your head, that idea that's floating around in your head, if you go ahead and get started, that might be the next business that 30, 40 years from now, someone is talking about. That 300,000, 400,000, 500,000 people are employed at. So not only are you affecting your and your family's lives, you're affecting the lives of three, four, five hundred thousand other people. That's why we have to act on our ideas. That's why we can't let our ideas go to waste. Profile number two, Marilee Kick. Now, in 2010, Marilee was a 48-year-old high school teacher studying for an MBA when she came up with the idea for buzz balls. Now, buzz balls are single-serve cocktails that come in brightly colored round containers. Marilee then extensively studied the industry. She researched all of the liquor and tax laws. What she realized was that there were all sorts of rules about a single-size container. She then hired a mechanical CAD designer to help her create a container that would work for the idea that she had. After she found out the type of plastic that would work, she went online and found the Chinese marketplace Alibaba, where she learned that 95% of the world's plastic was made in China. There she was able to find a Chinese plastic manufacturer who was able to take her computer designs and make the containers that she would need. Marilee knew nothing about the beverage manufacturing business, so she Googled beverage manufacturers in Dallas, Texas, and she started calling around. At first, no one would talk to her, but she finally met an old man that had been in the business for 60 years that agreed to meet with her. John, the old man, showed her around his meticulous manufacturing plant and connected her with someone that could manufacture the equipment that she would need. Marilee figured that she would need $300,000 to get the business going. She applied for a small business administration loan, an SBA loan, and went to every credit union in her town to get a loan. But no one, no one, no one would give her a loan because she was a teacher. Now, she was told that because she was a woman in a male-dominated industry that was very complicated and difficult, they didn't think that she would survive. Marilee then went to her husband, and he said that he refused to support her or her business idea. He told her that she could not use any of their 401k money or their savings to launch the business. He then changed his direct deposit to go from a joint checking account to a private bank. Marilee then took $27,000 from an inheritance that she had stashed away and took a home equity line of credit for $69,000, which was the amount of money that she put down on her home. 
Now, since she was able to put that amount of money down, the bank decided to give her a $178,000 loan, and that's how she would get the initial money that she needed to buy the equipment and get her first forklift and hire just one employee. Now, Marilee worked the business for two years before even paying herself $1. She worked for two years, invested all this money, worked for two years, and couldn't even take $1 out of the business. Now, once she was able to manufacture her product, now came the hard part. She had to get her product distributed. It's one thing to come up with the product, but now you got to get the product sold. That's the hard part. Marilee started going out store to store. She would hit 20 different stores in a day and talk to store managers and show them a prototype. She also sent a letter to 17,000 convenience stores with pictures of the buzz balls. All of a sudden, sales started taking off. Marilee would then start to reach out to store managers in other states by finding their contact info and making a presentation to them and flying to their city to meet them. She was able to get her product in a few of the neighboring states, and it was at that time, at that time, that she quit being a teacher. Now, in her first year of business, her company lost $100,000. The next year, they made a $100,000 profit. Then the following year, they doubled in size and were at $2 million in revenue. The company just continued to double and double and double in size. After two or three years, Marilee decided to have custom machinery made in China and brought back to the States because the Chinese manufacturer kept raising her prices as well as was taking too long to ship her the containers. Now the company saves half of what they were paying for their containers. Buzzball now sells in 40 states, Bermuda, and is also on Spirit Airlines and has orders pending in China, Thailand, Malaysia, and Hong Kong. The company, which started out with just one employee in 2010, now has 60 employees and does over $20 million a year in revenue. Let's now look at some of the obstacles that Marilee faced that she was able to overcome. Number one, she was a 48-year-old school teacher that was a woman trying to break in a male-dominated industry. Everyone kept telling her that she couldn't do it. It's a good thing that she was a strong woman and she did not listen to them and continued on. If she didn't, she would probably still be a school teacher right now. Nothing wrong with being a school teacher, but she would have never, ever realized her dream. Number two, she didn't initially know anything about the industry that she was attempting to get in. When she reached out to others in the industry, no one wanted to share any info or meet with her until she found an older man that was willing to meet with her. Now, I get this all the time. A lot of people are trying to break into an industry, and they might reach out to one, two, or maybe three people, and those people aren't willing to share information with you. Guess what? Keep going. If Marilee would have stopped, where would she be right now? She said, okay, you don't want to give me the information? Somebody will. And she kept reaching out to people over and over and over again until she found someone that was willing to share the information with her. Number three, she was turned down by the SBA and every credit union in her town. She did not allow that to stop her. She said, once there's a will, there's a way. I'm going to find this money to go ahead and to get my business going. She believed in what it was that she was doing. Number four, her husband refused to support her and even changed his bank to make sure she didn't have access to his money. I wonder what that husband is saying right now. 
I wonder what that husband is saying right now. See, sometimes if you're married or you have a significant other or maybe just family, they're not going to be supportive, but you can't allow that to stop you. You got to make up your mind that, you know what, regardless of whether they're supportive or not, I'm still going to do what it is that I need to do. And trust me, once you get it going, they're going to jump on the bandwagon. Number five, Marilee had to build the business while still working her teaching job for the first two years. She wasn't even able to pay herself $1. She built the business while maintaining her day job. It's another thing that I get all the time. Well, Coach Mark, I have a job. How am I supposed to build this business? Well, Marilee did it. You can do it too. Is it going to mean some sacrifice? Absolutely. Is it going to mean that when you normally come home from your job at 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon and everybody else is on the internet, on Facebook, on whatever, or watching their shows, you're going to have to work? Absolutely. But if you want it bad enough, you'll be willing to sacrifice that. Number six, the company lost $100,000 in its first year of business. Great reason to quit. But she didn't allow that to stop her, and she didn't quit. That's why she's at where she's at right now. And number seven, once she got the business rolling, her manufacturer raised her prices and decreased the level of service. Sounds very familiar to the story of what happened with Phil Knight and Nike. But guess what? It all worked out in the end for Phil Knight and for Mary Lee because now Mary Lee was forced to have to start bringing in her own equipment so she can manufacture her own containers here in the United States. And because she did that, she cut her cost down in half. Same thing happened to Phil Knight before he started Nike. Because the Onisuka company was not acting right, he decided to start manufacturing his own shoes, and that's what became Nike. And now he has a $100 billion company. Now, one of the biggest obstacles that we face when working to do anything that takes us out of our comfort zone isn't all the people that we feel are standing in our way. It's our own automatic negative thoughts or ants for short. Now, the term ants or automatic negative thoughts was developed by Dr. Daniel Amen, a psychiatrist, brain order specialist, director of the Amen Clinic, as well as a 10-time New York Times bestselling author. Now, Dr. Amen came up with this term in the early 1990s after a difficult day at his office in which he had to deal with suicidal patients, teenagers in trouble, and a married couple who hated each other. Now, when he got home that evening, he saw thousands of ants in his kitchen, and as he started to clean them up, the acronym ANTS came to him. Like his ant-infested kitchen, his patient's brains were infested by negative thoughts that were robbing them of their joy and stealing their happiness. Now, Dr. Amen would bring a can of ant spray to his clinic as a visual aid to show his patients that in order to have happiness in their lives, they would have to get rid of the ants. Dr. Amen has developed ant-killing principles that he uses at his clinics with his patients that will help them to gain more control over their feelings and behaviors. Let's now look at these principles. Great information here. Number one, I hope you guys have your pen and paper ready. Every time you have a thought, your brain releases chemicals. Now, these electrical transmissions goes around your brain and you become aware of what you are thinking. 
What he has discovered is that thoughts are real and they have a direct impact on how you feel and how you behave. Number two, every time you have a mad thought, an unkind thought, a sad thought, or a cranky thought, your brain releases negative chemicals that activate your limbic system and make your mind and body feel bad. Now, go back and think about the last time that you were mad. How did you feel physically? Think about this for a second now. When most people get mad, their muscles get tense, their hearts beat faster, their hands start to sweat, and they may even start to feel dizzy. Your body reacts to every negative thought that you have. That's why it's so important for us to watch our thoughts. Number three, every time you have a good thought, a happy thought, a hopeful thought, or a kind thought, your brain releases chemicals that makes your body feel good. Now think about the last time that you had a real happy thought. What did you feel inside your body? When most people are happy, their muscles relax and their heartbeat and breathing slows down. Your body also reacts to your good thoughts. Number four, your body reacts to every thought that you have. Now, a good example of this is the use of a polygraph or lie detector test. Now, during a lie detector test, you're hooked up to equipment that measures hand temperature, heart rate, blood pressure, breathing rate, muscle tension, and how much the hands sweat. Now, the tester then asks you questions such as, did you do that thing? Now, if you did the bad thing, your body is likely to have a stress response that might manifest in the following ways. Hands get colder, heart goes faster, blood pressure goes up, breathing gets faster, and muscles get tight, and hands sweat more. Almost immediately, the body reacts to your thoughts whether you say anything or not. Now, at the same time, the opposite is also true. If you did not do what they're asking you about, it's likely that your body will experience a relaxation response and react in the following ways. Hands will become warmer, heart rate will slow down, blood pressure will go down, breathing becomes slower and deeper, muscles become more relaxed, and hands become drier. Now, this shows that the body reacts to whatever you think, regardless of whether you are telling the truth or you're lying. That's how they're able to catch people in lies with a lie detector test, a polygraph test. Number five, every cell in your body is affected by every thought that you have. This is why when people get emotionally upset, they often develop physical symptoms such as headaches or stomach aches. If you can think about good things, you will feel better. Number six, your automatic thoughts do not always tell you the truth. You don't have to believe every thought that goes through your head. It's important to think about your thoughts to see if they help you or if they hurt you. You will just believe them as if they were true. Now, these negative thoughts invade your mind like ants at a picnic. One negative thought like one ant at a picnic isn't a big deal. Two or three negative thoughts like two or three ants at a picnic become more irritating. 10 or 20 negative thoughts can cause real big problems. Number seven, you can train your thoughts to be positive and hopeful or you can allow them to be negative and upset you. Now, once you learn and understand them, you can choose to think good thoughts and feel good or you can choose to think bad thoughts and feel lousy. Research has even shown that positive emotions can reduce inflammation that might otherwise adversely affect your health. You can change your thoughts and you can learn to change the way that you feel. 
Let's now look at nine different ways that our thoughts lie to us and make situations out to be worse than they really are. Now think of these nine ways as different species or types of ants. When you can identify the type of ant, you begin to take away its power it has over you. When you notice these ants, exterminate them as fast as you possibly can. Ant number one, all or nothing thinking. Now, these thoughts happen when you make something out to be all good or all bad. There's nothing in between. You see everything in black or white terms. An example of this would be if a basketball player misses a shot, he may think of himself as the worst player ever instead of realizing that even the best players also miss shots. And number two, always thinking. Now, this happens when you think something that happened will always repeat itself. An example of this is if you make a mistake and then you say to yourself, I always screw things up. This is always thinking. Ant number three. Now, this is a red ant, and the red ants are extremely harmful. Focusing on the negative. Now, this occurs when your thoughts only see the bad in a situation and ignore any of the good that may happen. An example of this is if you cook dinner for your family and everyone complimented you except one person who made a negative comment about one of your dishes. Ant number four. This is also a red ant. Very harmful. Fortune telling. This is where you predict the worst possible outcome to a situation. An example of this would be if you were getting ready to go out of town on a trip and your car had trouble starting, and then you immediately start to think that this must be a sign that everything else will go wrong. The first negative thing that happens can put you into a depressive spiral. Ant number five, this is also a red ant, extremely harmful, mind reading. Now, this happens when you believe that you know what another person is thinking when they haven't even told you. Many people do this, and this usually causes trouble for those in relationships. You know your mind reading when you have thoughts such as, the people are mad at me, these people are mad at me, they don't like me, or they're talking about me. And number six, thinking with your feelings. Now, this happens when you believe your negative feelings without ever questioning them. We have to remember that feelings are complex, and sometimes they lie to you. But many people believe their feelings even if there's no evidence for them. Thinking with your feeling thoughts usually start with the words, I feel. For example, I feel like you don't love me. I feel stupid. I feel like a failure. I feel nobody will ever trust me. Whenever you have a strong negative feeling, check it out. Look for the evidence behind the feeling. Ask yourself, do you have real reasons to feel that way or your feelings based on events, insecurities, or things from the past? And number seven guilt beatings. Now, guilt is typically not a helpful emotion. Guilt often causes you to do things you don't want to do. Guilt beatings happen when you think with words like should, must, ought, or have to. Here are some examples. I must never lie. I have to pay my bills. I ought to call my grandmother. Now, because of human nature, whenever we think we must do something, no matter what it is, we don't want to do this. A great example is in the Bible where Adam and Eve, God told them not to eat the apple. What did they do? They want to eat the apple. Or just look at your kids. Look at kids. You tell a kid or just not even a kid, a person, not to do something, they instantly want to do it. Now, it's better off to replace guilt beatings with phrases like, I want to do this or it fits my goals to do that. It would be helpful to do this. And number eight, labeling. 
Whenever you attach a negative label to yourself or to someone else, you inhibit your ability to take a clear look at the situation. Now, some examples of negative labels are nerd, they're a jerk, an idiot, a spoiled brat, or a clown. Negative labels are harmful because whenever you label yourself or someone else, you lump that person in your mind with all of the other people in that category. And ant number nine, probably the most poisonous red ant. This is the worst one, blaming. When you blame others for the problems in your life, typically you'll hear yourself thinking, it wasn't my fault that, or that wouldn't have happened if you had, or how was I supposed to know, or it's your fault that, See, whenever you blame someone else for the problems in your life, you become powerless to change anything. Many of us play the blame game, but it rarely helps us out. Stay away from blaming thoughts and take personal responsibility for changing the problems that you have. Let's now look at an effective technique to get rid of these ants. The most effective way to exterminate these ants is to notice them when they are negative and talk back to them. Question them. If you, cannot, if you can correct negative thoughts, you take away their power over you. When you just think a negative thought without challenging it, your mind believes it and your body reacts to it. Learning to not believe every dumb thought that we have is a critical skill. Ants pop up in our brains automatically out of nowhere and when left unchallenged, they torture, bite, and nibble away at our minds. Another way to crush these ants is to write down the negative thought and respond back to it. For example, if you think other people will laugh at me when I give my speech, write it down and then write a positive response. Something like, other people may find it interesting. Doing this helps take away their power and help you feel better. All right, all right. Well, that's all that we have for this show. I hope you guys were taking notes. Woo! This show was heat. Probably one of the best shows that we've had in a very, 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 very long time. All right? So, so I hope you guys not only were taking notes, but apply what it is that you learn. It's one thing to come on and to listen to this show every single week. But if you really want to change your life, you got to take what you've heard and apply it consistently and persistently in your life, all right? Want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen to this show, you can go to my website, www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. Now, I know you have three friends that should have heard what we talked about. I know that you have three friends that needs to figure out how to get rid of those ants, those automatic negative thoughts in their lives. Make sure you share this with them. All right. Make sure you tell them about this show and about this station that you're listening to this show on. All right. If they can't catch it, they can go to my website and just search for the show. They can go to my website at www.powerhh.com. But this show is a must listen for everybody. Matter of fact, it's not even to just listen to it one time. You got to go back and re-listen to it again and make sure that you take notes. Okay. And apply what you learn to your life. All right. And so don't forget, you can always email me as well. My email address is coachmarkspeaks, that's C-O-A-C-H-M-A-R-K-S-P-E-A-K-S at gmail.com. I want to hear your comments, questions, and suggestions. And the quote that we're going to end today's show with is, every thought we think is creating our future. Let me repeat that. Every thought that we think is creating our future. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Thoughts are things. Thoughts are things, and they are creating your future. And that quote is from Louise Hay. Thank you much, and until next show. 
Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Starr. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour. And join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.